0: Curtis, I can't believe it, man. I tried last week to protect you. I was looking you out. I worked this rip and read shift with you every day, and I saw that you gave your loving wife a Valentine's Day gift. I did not know where it came from. I wasn't sure how you got it, but I figured, you know what? He's making good with his significant other. He gave her a gift for Valentine's Day. And then, much to my shock, much to my horror, our news director, Noam Layden, outed the fact that you had gotten that gift from one of our salespeople. So uh, tell me the latest on this now. Did you at least maybe get another gift for Nancy? Did you kind of? Yes. You,
1: kinda, yes. you yeah. did. I it was shamed. I was shamed. And, you know, I, I want to tell you and Noam Layden, the news director, mind your own business, M-I-O-B. Here mind your, yeah, mind your own beeswax. Right? Yeah, mind your own beeswax, whatever the hell yeah. that means. <laughs> You're right. Thank you for going old school. Man. Right. So here it is, it's St. Valentine's Day, and I hadn't gotten anything for Nancy, and she joins me twice a week on the Rip and Read to do the deep dive. So I go over to Leslie Slender's uh, desk. She has this gorgeous bag of these uh, imported chocolates. You know, it's like, oh, I know Nancy's addicted to chocolate. And you saw in front of you when you were doing the news, I gave her that, oh, it was like, I could have died and gone to heaven right there. She, She would be... Uh, number, I'd be number one, second and on in perpetuity. And then all of a sudden, you know, she leaves. She forgets it, thank God. And I had to return it to Leslie Slender because I took the tag off of it from whatever paramour she had. I have no idea. So who cold busts me? But no, I'm And he is like all over me on Friday. How could you? What a rogue you are. You're Shonda. That's right. Very good, Wasp. Shonda. <laughs> And I told them how I used to scoop up flowers, you know, from the Canasi Cemetery when they were being put in the back after a few days on the gravesite, put together a floral arrangement like an FTD florist, you know, all different tulips, carnations, roses, white, red. I had it all together, and I would bring it home and put it in a vase and two St. Joseph's Aspen in the vase and give it to my mother, Francesca. Oh, what a great son, and she would brag to all of her friends, right? Why the aspirin? That keeps them fresh? Yeah, because remember, they're just about... A couple days old. Yeah, so two St. Joseph's aspirins, that one. Smart. I tell him that, you know, to try to lighten him up, and then he, like, he just, like, he's a B-52 bomber. It's like Torah Torah, you know, death and destruction, Mm and I'm Osama bin Laden, you know, in a burqa trying to escape. And then last night in the animal welfare hour, person calls up. You know, that's the most called in of the many. Oh, Animal Welfare Hour, off the hook. Uh, It's being nationally syndicated from coast to coast with Nancy and myself. The caller says, well, what did you do for your wife for St. Valentine's Day? What did you give her? And, man, I really felt like a schmuck in a putz. I gave her scabies. Oh,
0: God. Don't don't tell me that's, that's a bit, right? No. That she didn't actually come down with scabies. Yep. Oh my God. She's
1: been treating, she's being treated by my doctor, Dr. Joel Casimir. Oh, uh,
0: you are, you are really just, <laughs> you are the worst. You really are a loathsome individual. I mean, here, your loving wife, you knew about the scabies. You were well no, aware of was, it. She uh, was, she was helping me. She was helping me with it.
1: Like, uh, Clara Barton.
0: So what happened? You guys got, uh,
1: Together for Valentine's nope. Day, and that's how it happened. No, but she took a blanket that I was using, and I didn't warn her. Don't use that blanket because you know it's, that's how you can get infected. You're you're you were like, uh, you know, the Native
0: Americans here in in Manhattan. You were given the the blanket with the smallpox. In a way, yes.
1: I don't know. What uh, that's
0: pretty low. So, I mean, where where are you standing right now with Nancy? How how is she? Is she forgiving you for this? Is she, I mean, how, how does she, what's her reaction? I'm
1: on the outside looking in and it's <laughs> kind of cold out there, you know. So tomorrow she's scheduled to be on the rip and read. She's uh-huh. got a whole series of, uh, items that she's doing the deep dive on. It's going to be rough. Is she also taking some sort of medication, I hope? Oh, yeah, the same medication that I am, Dr. Joel Casimir is taking care of the both of us. And I understand this is Norwegian scabies. No, mine is the Norwegian scabies. That's like a 1,000 bites. Hers is not yet Norwegian scabies. So then you didn't give it to her, then? No, I did, because I have the other type, too. That was the first one. Oh, so you're just (laughs) ravaged with scabies.
0: God, do I, how much longer do I have to be in the studio with you? <laughs> I think we need to burn this furniture.
1: Well, you're a real Weisenheimer, right? You and your partner, Norm Laden expose me on I, St. Saint, I Saint Valentine's I, Day. I
0: was being a good, you know, I was trying to partner up here. I was trying to say, hey, look, what a nice little how come, gift. How
1: come no sympathy and empathy? I've been scratching up myself for like three months. That's like painful.
0: Yeah, they're itching. Is, and you're
1: all laughing, right? Hey, you're laughing at me or you're laughing with James Flippin? Well, I am
0: not laughing at the itching because I know having skin problems myself and the dry skin,
1: I would never well, no, laugh it at Oh, it ain't such dry skin, pal. With you, it could be something else. But you know something? I'll keep that to myself. I won't be spreading all your news over the number one station in the nation by day and the number one station in the world by night. I will mind my own business.
3: Talk Radio, 77, W-A-B-C. Curtis Lewa, Curtis Lewa, Rip and Reed. check
2: this out, this is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin' and
3: Reed. I have one thing to say: you better work.
1: pole Drag Race Become a very popular show culturally You have all kinds of performers Who are all dressed up Transgendered They are Styling and profiling And yes, Diego, three snaps up Now They're on television They're in clubs They're in their venues But In the last three days, we learned that there was a funeral for a transgender activist at St. Patrick's Cathedral, and the name of the person who had passed away had referred to herself as St. Cecilia, the mother of all whores. And I will tell you this, as many of you know, I've had a love-hate relationship with the church of my birth, Roman Catholic Church. I am an A.M.P. Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. Part of my life, I've gone to Catholic school. I got kicked out of a Catholic school by the Jesuits, and rightfully so, my senior year at Brooklyn Prep, because they taught me that there are actual... Act- there are consequences for your actions. And uh, there are people who are getting upset on the far, far left progressive socialists who think it was A-OK for the transgenders who attended the funeral for St. Cecilia, the mother of all whores, uh, all upset that the archdiocese feels that they were bamboozled and never told the truth about what this funeral procession would be like in the funeral service. Well, if you know your Catholic churches, they're not all the same. There are some that lean very, very left, almost to the point where they are liberational theologists, Marxists, and there are others who are open culturally to all practices that exist in this society. But to go to St. Patrick's Cathedral knowingly and to uh, basically exalt the principles of St. Cecilia, the mother of all whores, and the words that were used and the terminology that was used. Remember, it's a, an open cathedral. There were other people there. They don't, con- they don't close the cathedral for a funeral mass. How do I know that? The funeral mass for my father Chester was done there. Monsignor Casada was to give the eulogy. He was there, but I, I bogarted him. I said, no, I give the eulogy for my father. And they let me do it. And he was not a friend of the Catholic Church, unlike my mother Francesca, who also had her funeral service at St. Patrick's Cathedral, and she was bound to the church. And Monsignor Casada, as you all know, was a, a school um, school uh, friend, school years, where uh, he went to Holy Family School, and I ended up going to St. Mac- Matthew's, Matthew's School up there in Crown Heights. So uh, there was a lot of reasons to have the funeral mass in St. Patrick's Cathedral. It probably wouldn't have been the choice of my dad, but definitely was my mother, because both of them, like so many other couples, were married right before World War II, before my dad had his ship out, and like many men, maybe never to come back, or to come back impaired, or in no longer the same shape that he was when my mother first met him. Luckily, he did come back. And they were able to actually celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary in St. Patrick's Cathedral and recommit. Gee. So I've had great experiences in St. Patrick's Cathedral. But it's not a place where you ever have just one ceremony, one ceremony alone. Generally not, because there are people coming from all over the world who want to go into this great cathedral, this great shrine. And they're not all religious, and they're not all Catholics. Look, when Bernard McGurk, when we had a commemoration for Bernard McGurk, Cardinal Dolan allowed us to use St. Patrick's Cathedral, and many and many of you came. But what the hell was this? The church then, the day after, called for a mass of reparation. I thought they were talking like reparation 40 acres in a view. I never heard that term. I guess it was sort of like an exorcism of the church because... So many foul things had been said. So many bad things had transpired in the church. And look, there's so many places you can do this. Come on. Come on. You know, the church was always explained to me by the nuns, because I always trusted the nuns. I never trusted the priests. That the church is a hospital for sinners, not a rest home for saints. And the church is always there. And if uh, you happen to be Roman Catholic, uh, you're entitled to final services if they have room for you. There are many other churches that do that, many in poor places, middle-class places, wealthy places, suburbs, rural areas, urban areas. You're entitled to that. I remember in many discussions I had with my kumbarichi, Trudy Giuliani, about the rights of a Roman Catholic mobster, member of organized crime, whether a banano, Colombo, Lucchese, Genovese, Gambino, that in death can they have a Catholic service, can they be buried in a Catholic cemetery, and that has always caused a lot of derision. In some places uh, it has been all right, in other places not. And that, that has been tempestuous at times. But this, I, I, I don't know, the only way I can describe it, it's a shanda, it's a There's really no, no rationale for having done this. It had to be done on purpose. I cannot believe for the life of me that they wanted scheduled a funeral mass in St. Patrick's Cathedral for a leader in the transgender community who described herself in life as an atheist, who had no links, no roots to the Roman Catholic Church, and referred to herself as St. Cecilia, the mother of all whores. That's not the worst of it, but why? Why go to people of faith and rub it in their faces and aggravate them? Uh, Let me take you back. You're probably not aware of this, Diego, since now your career is involved in radio. Uh, but actually, Sid Rosenberg uh, alluded to this earlier this morning when I was on with him, 705 as I am every Monday and Friday. I said, Sid, do you remember it was back, what was it, in about 2002. The top radio program locally was not how it was not Don Imus, was not Lamega, was not WINS, was not Curtis and Coopy, was not any of those. It was Opie and Anthony. People don't remember that. I'm sure Justin Ellick, might have remembered that. Opie and Anthony on WNEWFM was the top rated nationally syndicated program in the nation. They had 10 million people listening every day. 19 huge radio markets. It wasn't my cup of tea. It's not the kind of a program I like, but they had a massive audience. And they decided that they would pull, I guess we could call it, an unholy sex stunt involving St. Patrick's Cathedral. And you know what happened? They got excommunicated from radio. Not from the church. I don't know if Hopi or Anthony were Catholics. But their idea was they called it sex... For Sam contests, they resulted in two of the show's listeners being arrested for having sex in St. Patrick's Cathedral at their urging. Justin Alec, these guys had advertising galore. Every one of their sponsors dropped them. WneW, their their mothership station, fired them. That was it. They weren't they weren't suspended. You understand that? The, You understand that? They were fired. They fell from grace. It caused such an outrage. Now, I know for some of their listeners, why, why, why? There's just some things you just don't do. And I'll bet you every day when Openy and Anthony and they do separate things in their life, look back on that and probably regret it. I have to, they, they were number one. They were bigger than Stern. They were bigger than Imus. They were bigger than anybody in radio and growing the volume of listeners, 19 major radio markets, 10 million people each day. And that's not fudging the numbers. That was a growth. Remember, you would ride around, Justin, and in the back, you would see on the bumpers of cars, W.O.W. Whip out, whip off, whip out Wednesday, whatever the hell it was. But that was their symbol. I used to see it everywhere. I said, man, these are the guys. It's, again, it wasn't my style of radio. But they desecrated St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is an international religious shrine that people come to from all over the world. Many of them are not Catholic. So why or oh, why did they decide to do this, the transgender community? And obviously, I know they got to be members in the transgender community who said, hey, you know, You know, with drag queens, we want to do drag queen uh, library hour. We want to have fun. Uh, You know, we want to tweak organized religion. Organized religion is not accepting us. I get all that. But, you know, Justin, there's certain things you just don't do. And I don't care whoever it is out there that feels that they have a right to do it. They were not physically removed. Nobody was assaulted. They didn't get a rise out of security. Have you ever been in St. Patrick's Cathedral? They have security there, professional men and women, you know, very low-key. Generally, they wear suits. I'm sure they could have uh, hustled them out in a very physical way. They didn't do that. The very next day, they had a mass of... Wow, I've never heard of this term before. Reparation, I've heard that, 40 acres in a mule, you know, but a massive reparation. I thought I had known a lot of stuff about the Roman Catholic Church, but I'm going to have to try to understand that. The only thing I could think of is it's like uh, an exorcism. I wonder how that went. But it ain't funny. It didn't prove any points. If anything, it just uh, spread probably more hate for their community that should not exist to begin with. But, oh, my God, why, oh, why did you decide to desecrate St. Patrick's Cathedral? Look, I'm probably the biggest critic of the Roman Catholic Church here, bar none. But even I would say, don't. Leave it alone. That's where my mother and father were married. That's where they celebrated their 50th renewal Of their wedding vows, that's where they had their funeral mass said while other people were there. It's not just a smaller church where the confined area is just focused on the funeral mass or the marriage or the 50th year anniversary and the renewal of your vows. It's open to everyone. Don't sully it. Don't desecrate it. Just stay away from the cathedral. You're going to make a, a point. Do it outside. Keep it out of the inside. That's that's sacred and hallowed ground.
2: This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa.
1: Said We got energy to spare. We are turbocharging. He was running out of gas at the end of that extra hour. I could take this to the break of dawn, as I've done it many times before. But this may be my most important segment of the day, bar none. We won't get fooled again. Let me hear that. Let me hear it. got to pray we've got to pray because the role of a commander-in-chief the president of the united states when they put their hand on that bible and they are inaugurated into office and one president leaves and another president comes in first and foremost is to keep americans safe and secure first job of any president i don't care democrat or republican That's what they have to be measured on to keep our country safe. And there is without a doubt every reason in the world to believe that this president of ours, Joe Biden, has opened up a floodgate on the borders now. We're not just talking the Mexican border. We're talking the Canadian border also, where people are pouring in thousands, tens of thousands, There's no vetting process. We don't know who they are. And we know out of all the places in the United States that could be under threat, and I'm not just talking about gangbangers. I live that life. I know more about gangs than anybody who walks the face of the world because I deal with them all over the world with the Guardian Angels on our 45th anniversary. We're in 13 countries, 130 cities. So I know how to deal with gangs. More ominous, more threatening than any gang a terrorist, and they've hit us twice, and they want to do it a third time. And I'm going to keep repeating this because I'm always ahead of the curve. Everyone's focused on the Venezuelan gangbangers there, the links with MS-13. Oh, wow, we're learning a lot of stuff. I was telling you that a year ago, a year ago. And now I'm really grinding this into everyone's thought process. I don't care if you turn it off. I don't care if it doesn't lead to ratings. I don't care because if I have to play it every day, I'm on WABC. Somebody has to be Paul Revere. Somebody has to say they're already here. They're in our midst. And we've paid for them to be put up in hotels. We fed them, clothed them, given them the technology, given them transportation, allowed them to go amongst us and pick out their next site to attack. And we know it's here in New York City. You know it. They told us over and over. To them, New York represents everything about Western society. Capitalism, it's a place that has more Jews than any one city in the the country of Israel. They've told us from the first attack of the World Trade Center to Osama bin Laden and Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and Al-Qaeda. They come here because this is the epicenter of Western civilization. And they want to destroy it. And they don't mind getting on the Paradise Express and zooming themselves up to Al-Assad. They've told us they want to be modest. And so when an organization exists out there that has been sullied and battered and bruised over and over, and most people don't even know what the group does, it's imperative that in the most powerful radio station in the nation by day, most powerful at night around the world, we explain who the brave men and women of ICE are who have been rendered impotent by our Democrat elected officials, starting with Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo when he was governor of the state of New York.
4: New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York.
1: And then last week, Mayor Eric Adams was asked, How come we're not working with ICE? ICE knows who the terrorists are, they track the terrorists. They have a terror watch list of two million from around the world. Listen to what the mayor said. He said, I'm not permitted to do it by law.
4: But well, We're not allowed to. Uh, city council law uh, prevents us uh, for using city resources uh, to coordinate with ICE around immigration issues. And we're going to follow follow the law.
1: The police commissioner, brand-new police commissioner, Eddie Caban, back from a trip to Dubai in the heart of the Middle East and the Persian Gulf, where they obviously were discussing discussing what to do against terrorism, much of which comes from that part of the world. Listen to him as he says, we're not permitted to know who these people are, not because
4: we're not permitted to work with ICE." Who has the information? They're essentially ghost criminals. No criminal history. No photos. No cell phone. No social media.
1: Play that one more time, please. Yeah, go play that one more time.
4: They're essentially ghost criminals. No criminal history. No photos. No cell phone. No social media.
1: And that applies to the terrorists, not just the gangbangers. Look, the gangbangers are a threat. We can eventually deal with them. They're strong. They're growing. They're organizing. We'll lock them up. We'll put them in our jails. They'll recruit there just like MS-13 did it. We've been down this road before. But the terrorists, they come in in a stealth manner. Remember, the terrorists, their handbook is the al-Qaeda handbook, which is assimilate into society. Don't go to the mosque. Don't go to your day of prayer, Juma, on Fridays. Don't bow five times a day to Mecca and Medina. No. Just assimilate into Western culture. Smoke cigarettes. Smoke reefer. Drink beer. Chase skirts. Get a uh, high-powered muscle car. Just look and feel like you're an American so that somebody looks at you. They, They don't have any suspicion in the world that you might be here embedded here, to strike that final blow. And remember, in their minds, they've been programmed with all the people who have been killed in past battles, in Iraq, in Afghanistan, those who were part of being sent to Gitmo, who were waterboarded and tortured for information, and rightfully so, but in their minds, they have to commit an act of vendetta. This is a blood feud. They don't mind dying. So in their mind, they must do this. And we are providing every tool in the world for them to be successful in their mission. I want to again point out that Councilman Bob Holden of Middle Village, Glendale in Massmouth, Queens, held hearings in city council. It received some attention. It should have been massively covered from coast to coast. He had the top police officials from one police plaza, many of them who were involved in dealing with the technology Necessary to keep us out of harm's way from terrorism. I want you to listen to him. If I got to play it every day, every time I'm on the radio, I'm going to do it because it's going to happen. We've we've uh, we've allowed the process to take place where they're here, they're amongst us. They're not breathing on our necks that we can feel their breath, but we know that they can reach out and touch us at any moment. Listen to what he had to say.
5: It's not good policy, obviously. A sanctuary city should not mean protecting criminals.
1: So let's stop right away and let's change this. Because we are a sanctuary city and a sanctuary state, if you were a terrorist, where would you want to come, Diego? You want to go to a city that's not a sanctuary city or a state that's not a sanctuary state? Of course not. And who are the proudest to be a sanctuary city of all New York City? And then there was Bob Holden asking questions of the NYPD press about how they're keeping us safe and connecting in with the the federal law enforcement agency ICE that has, has all the information. All it requires is to plug into their computer one person at police headquarters to take the plug, plug it into their computer. Listen to how they are not being permitted to do it.
5: Deputy Commissioner Gerber, you said you don't share information with ICE uh, at all.
6: We, we are not permitted to do, to, to do anything, basically, in, in the world of uh, civil um, uh, immigration enforcement. We're, we're not allowed to do that. Right?
5: No, but what, let's say there, there are two million people now on the terror watch list. Do you know that? There's two million people. This is the latest news that we have. Two million. So, if, let's say your facial recognition comes up with somebody, and it, and it, it pings on the, the fact that this this guy is on the terror watch list. Is it? Do you have? Do you just go to the FBI, or you won't?
6: So, so obviously, if you go to ICE if, as a matter of a criminal investigation, we go to we have we have various law and partners, law enforcement partners. But whatever else we're doing. Uh, in the criminal realm, uh, we, we are not permitted to use um, department resources, department information in connection with uh, civil immigration enforcement.
1: You hear that? You hear that? Two million terrorists on the terror watch list, and they're not permitted to tap into that computer of ICE. The role of the president of the United States on this president's day is to keep us safe and secure. He's allowing this to happen through an executive order. He could issue an executive order and order the city of New York, because we are target number one, to cease and desist with this nonsense, along with Kathy Hochul and the legislators in Albany. He can do it. He chooses not to do it. I don't even think in his state of mind, where he's feeble, he's incapable of connecting the dots, he would even know how to do it. And he's the president of the United States. At this time, when we are subject to an attack, they're here already. I can feel it. I can feel it in the marrow of my bones. And listen to Bob Holden's warning, because he lived through nine eleven like so many of you. I
5: lived, and most of us have lived through nine eleven. We know why uh, Customs Enforcement was created, so that we can communicate with agencies. So, not to, to communicate with somebody who's, who's mat, who matches the terror watch list it would be ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous, harmful to America, and it almost seems purposeful. Since we did it once in 92, did it in '911, and they're going to do it again. You may not want to hear this from me. You may have said it's like a broken record, Curtis. But, hey, what is the most dangerous group out there to us and all of Western civilization? terrorists isis al-qaeda hamas hezbollah every friday out of the mosque into the streets death to the big state in america listen to what they say because they freaking mean it
5: i lived and most of us have lived through 9-11 we know why uh customs enforcement was created <laughs>
2: Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he
1: rips and reads.
2: This is the Rip and Read. You
1: know, I remember as a young boy going with my family in the 54 Ford wood paneling. Old Betsy, we called it the station wagon, the Vision Relatives. We'd go up Pennsylvania Avenue, past Lyndon Boulevard, East New York. And we would pass the Onion Dome Church of the Russian Orthodox Church. It's still there. Atlantic Avenue. And I'm sure at some point, this song was played inside, Song of the Angels. You know, for the last uh, two days, I went to the Russian consulate on 91st Street off of 5th Avenue. And there were dozens and dozens of Russian nationals there mourning the loss of Alexei Navalny, a warrior for freedom against the oppression, the totalitarian dictatorship of Vladimir Putin. And I was amazed uh, at the lack of... Of others, Americans, actually showing up. And all these progressives and socialists and Republicans and conservatives, you know, many of them will say, hey, we, we got to support, you know, the right to be heard, freedom of speech. I was appalled at the fact that I, I felt at times I was the only American there to pay honor to this man who was quoted as saying, when good men do nothing, evil will triumph. Who traveled back into the belly of the beast after Putin and his agents tried to poison him the first time and was snatched up on the tarmac in Moscow. He was to have run against Putin in the election like Putin has his coronation coming up and he was put away for 19 years. And then they laughed at his mother when she came to retrieve the body at the gulag that he was housed in near the Arctic Circle. They laughed at her. The propaganda machine is now saying that he died unexpectedly of a blood clot, and we know he was killed, assassinated, executed. And yet some of you are trolling out there like you're agents of Vladimir Putin. For whatever reason, somehow, in your mind, Alexei Navalny... He's the bad guy, right? Yeah, Putin, strong man, hero, tough man. What is wrong with some of you folks out there? You've conflated it with your politics. You do not recognize the bravery of this man. You do not understand the movement that he leads in death that will carry on against all odds. You do not understand the historical ramifications of his sacrifice and yet you troll away and you accuse him of all kinds of nefarious things instead of attacking the demon of all demons, Vladimir Putin. Shame on many of you. The top radio program locally was not Howard Stern, was not Don Imus, was not Omega, was not WINS, was not Curtis and Coopy, was not any of those. It was Opie and Anthony. People don't remember that. I'm sure Justin you might have remembered that. Opie and Anthony on WNEWFM was the top-rated nationally syndicated program in the nation. They had 10 million people listening every day, 19 huge radio markets. It wasn't my cup of tea. It's not the kind of a program I like, but they had a massive audience. And they decided that they would pull, I guess we could call it, an unholy sex stunt involving St. Patrick's Cathedral. And you know what happened? They got excommunicated from radio. Not from the church. I don't know if Opie or Anthony were Catholics. But their idea was they called it Sex for Sam Contest. That resulted in two of the show's listeners being arrested for having sex in St. Patrick's Cathedral at their urging. Justin Ellick, these guys had advertising galore. Every one of their sponsors dropped them. WNEW, their their mothership station, fired them. That was it. They weren't they weren't suspended. You understand that? Uh, you understand that they were fired. They fell from grace. It caused such an outrage. Now I know for some of their listeners, why? 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 It's just some things you just don't do. And I'll bet you every day when Openy and Anthony and they do separate things in their life, look back on that, and probably regret it. I have to, they they were number one. They were bigger than Stern, they were bigger than Imus. They were bigger than anybody in radio and growing. The volume of listeners, nineteen major radio markets, ten million people each day. And that's not fudging the numbers. That was a growth. Remember, you would ride around, Justin, and in the back, you would see on the bumpers of cars, W-O-W, whip out whip off, or whip out Wednesday, whatever the hell it was. But that was their symbol. I used to see it everywhere. I said, Man, these are the guys. It's, again, it wasn't my style of radio. But they desecrated St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is an international religious shrine that people come to from all over the world, many of them are not Catholic. So why or oh, why did they decide to do this, the transgender community? And obviously, I know they got to be members in the transgender community who said, hey, you know, you know, we're drag queens. We want to do drag queen uh, library hour. We want to have fun. Uh, you know, we want to tweak uh, organized religion. Organized religion's not accepting us. I get all that. But you know, Justin, there's certain things you just don't do. And I don't care whoever it is out there that feels that they have a right to do it. They were not physically removed. Nobody was assaulted. They didn't get a rise out of security. Have you ever been in St. Patrick's Cathedral? They have security there, professional men and women, you know, very low-key. Generally, they wear suits. I'm sure they could have uh, hustled them out in a very physical way. They didn't do that. The very next day they had a mass of, wow, I've never heard of this term before, reparation. I've heard that, 40 acres in a mule, you know, but a mass of reparation. I thought I had known a lot of stuff about the Roman Catholic Church, but I'm going to have to try to understand that. The only thing I can think of is it's like uh, an exorcism. I wonder how that went. But it ain't funny. It didn't prove any points. Did anything, it just uh, spread probably more hate for their community. that should not exist to begin with, but oh my God, why oh why did you decide to desecrate St. Patrick's Cathedral? Look, I'm probably the biggest critic of the Roman Catholic Church here, bar none. But even I would say don't. Leave it alone. That's where my mother and father were married. That's where they celebrated their 50th renewal of their wedding vows. That's where they had their funeral mass Said while other people were there. It's not just a smaller church where the confined area is just focused on the funeral mass or the marriage or the 50th year anniversary and the renewal of your vows. It's open to everyone. Don't sully it. Don't desecrate it. Just stay away from the cathedral. You're going to make a, a point. Do it outside. Keep it out of the inside. That's that's sacred and hallowed ground.
2: This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa.
1: said we got energy to spare we are turbo charging he was running out of gas at the end of that extra hour i could take this to the break of dawn as i've done it many times before but this may be my most important segment of the day bar none we won't get fooled again let me hear that let me hear it got to pray we've got to pray because the role of a commander-in-chief the president of the united states when they put their hand on that bible and they are inaugurated into office and one president leaves and another president comes in first and foremost is to keep americans safe and secure first job of any president i don't care democrat or republican That's what they have to be measured on to keep our country safe. And there is without a doubt every reason in the world to believe that this president of ours, Joe Biden, has opened up a floodgate on the borders now. We're not just talking the Mexican border. We're talking the Canadian border also where people are pouring in thousands, tens of thousands. There's no vetting process. We don't know who they are. And we know out of all the places in the United States that could be under threat, and I'm not just talking about gangbangers. I live that life. I know more about gangs than anybody who walks the face of the world because I deal with them all over the world with the Guardian Angels on our 45th anniversary. We're in 13 countries, 130 cities. So I know how to deal with gangs. More ominous, more threatening than any gang. A terrorist. And they've hit us twice, and they want to do it a third time. And I'm gonna keep repeating this because I'm always ahead of the curve. Everyone's focused on the Venezuelan gangbangers there, their links with MS thirteen. Oh wow, we're learning a lot of stuff. I was telling you that a year ago. A year ago. And now I'm really grinding this into everyone's thought process. I don't care if you turn it off. I don't care if it doesn't lead to ratings. I don't care because if I have to play it every day, I'm on WABC. Somebody has to be Paul Revere. Somebody has to say they're already here. They're in our midst. And we've paid for them to be put up in hotels. We fed them, clothed them, given them the technology, given them transportation, allowed them to go amongst us and pick out their next site to attack. And we know it's here in New York City. You know it. They told us over and over. To them, New York represents everything about Western society. Capitalism, it's a place that has more Jews than any one city in the the country of Israel. They've told us from the first attack of the World Trade Center to Osama bin Laden and Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and Al-Qaeda. They come here because this is the epicenter of Western civilization. And they want to destroy it. And they don't mind getting on the Paradise Express and zooming themselves up to Al-Assad. They've told us they want to be modest. And so when an organization exists out there that has been sullied and battered and bruised over and over, and most people don't even know what the group does, it's imperative that in the most powerful radio station in the nation by day, most powerful at night around the world, we explain who the brave men and women of ICE are, who have been rendered impotent by our Democrat elected officials, starting with Andrew evilized Cuomo when he was governor of the state of New York.
4: New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York.
1: And then last week, Mayor Eric Adams was asked, How come we're not working with ICE? ICE knows who the terrorists are, they track the terrorists. They have a terror watch list of two million from around the world. Listen to what the mayor said. He said, I'm not permitted to do it by law.
4: But well, We're not allowed to. Uh, city council law uh, prevents us um, for using city resources uh, to coordinate with ICE around immigration issues. And we're going to follow, follow the law.
1: The police commissioner, brand-new police commissioner, Eddie Caban, back from a trip to Dubai in the heart of the Middle East and the Persian Gulf, where they obviously were discussing discussing what to do against terrorism, much of which comes from that part of the world. Listen to him as he says, we're not permitted to know who these people are, not because
4: we're not permitted to work with ICE." Who has the information? They're essentially ghost criminals. No criminal history. No photos. No cell phone. No social media.
1: Play that one more time, please, Diego. Play that one more time.
4: They're essentially ghost criminals. No criminal history. No photos. No cell phone. No social media.
1: And that applies to the terrorists, not just the gangbangers. Look, the gangbangers are a threat. We can eventually deal with them. They're strong. They're growing. They're organizing. We'll lock them up. We'll put them in our jails. They'll recruit there just like MS-13 did it. We've been down this road before. But the terrorists, they come in in a stealth manner. Remember, the terrorists, their handbook is the Al-Qaeda handbook, which is assimilate into society. Don't go to the mosque. Don't go to your day of prayer, Juma, on Fridays. Don't bow five times a day to Mecca and Medina. No. Just assimilate into Western culture. Smoke cigarettes. Smoke reefer. Drink beer. Chase skirts. Get a uh, high-powered muscle car. Just look and feel like you're an American so that somebody looks at you. They, They don't have any suspicion in the world that you might be here embedded here, to strike that final blow. And remember, in their minds, they've been programmed with all the people who have been killed in past battles, in Iraq, in Afghanistan, those who were part of being sent to Gitmo, who were waterboarded and tortured for information, and rightfully so, but in their minds, they have to commit an act of vendetta. This is a blood feud. They don't mind dying. So in their mind, they must do this. And we are providing every tool in the world for them to be successful in their mission. I want to again point out the Councilman Bob Holden of Middle Village, Glendale, in Mass Queens, held hearings in city council. It received some attention. It should have been massively covered from coast to coast. He had the top police officials from one police plaza, many of them who were involved in dealing with the technology technology Necessary to keep us out of harm's way from terrorism. I want you to listen to him. If I got to play it every day, every time I'm on the radio, I'm going to do it because it's going to happen. We've we've uh, we've allowed the process to take place where they're here, they're amongst us. They're not breathing on our necks that we can feel their breath, but we know that they can reach out and touch us at any moment. Listen to what he had to say.
5: It's not good policy, obviously. A sanctuary city should not mean protecting criminals.
1: So let's stop right away and let's change this. Because we are a sanctuary city and a sanctuary state, if you were a terrorist, where would you want to come, Diego? You want to go to a city that's not a sanctuary city or a state that's not a sanctuary state? Of course not. And who are the proudest to be a sanctuary city of all New York City? And then there was Bob Holden asking questions of the NYPD press about how they're keeping us safe and connecting in with the, the federal law enforcement agency ICE that has has all the information. All it requires is to plug into their computer one person at police headquarters to take the plug, plug it into their computer. Listen to how they are not being permitted to do it.
5: Deputy Commissioner Gerber, you said you don't share information with ICE uh, at all.
6: We, we are not permitted to do, to, to do anything, basically, in, in the world of uh, civil um, uh, immigration enforcement. We're, we're not allowed to do that.
5: No, but what, let's say there, there are two million people now on the terror watch list. Do you know that? There's 2 million people. This is the latest news that we have. 2 million. So if, let's say your facial recognition comes up with somebody and it, and it, it pings on the, the fact that this, this guy is on the terror watch list. Is that, do, you have, do you just go to the FBI or you won't?
6: So so obviously if – You go to if, ICE? As a matter of a criminal investigation, we go to we – have, we have various law and partners, law enforcement partners. But whatever else we're doing – Uh, In the criminal realm, uh, we we are not permitted to use um, department resources, department information in connection with uh, civil immigration enforcement.
1: You hear that? You hear that? Two million terrorists on the terror watch list, and they're not permitted to tap into that computer of ice. The role of the president of the United States on this president's day is to keep us safe and secure. He's allowing this to happen through an executive order. He could issue an executive order and order the city of New York, because we are target number one, to cease and desist with this nonsense, along with Kathy Hochul and the legislators in Albany. He can do it. He chooses not to do it. I don't even think in his state of mind, where he's feeble, he's incapable of connecting the dots, he would even know how to do it. And he's the president of the United States. At this time, when we are subject to an attack, they're here already. I can feel it. I can feel it in the marrow of my bones. And listen to Bob Holden's warning, because he lived through nine eleven like so many of you. I lived, and most of
5: us have lived through nine eleven. We know why uh, custom Enforcement was created, so that we can communicate with agencies. So, not to, to communicate with somebody who's who's mat, who matches the terror watch list would be. Ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous. Harmful to America. And it almost seems purposeful since we did it once in 92, did it in 911, and they're going to do it again. You may not want to hear this from me. You may have said it's like a broken record, Curtis. But hey, what is the most dangerous group out there to us and all of Western civilization? Terrorists, ISIS, Al Qaeda. Hamas, Hezbollah, every Friday out of the mosque into the streets. Death to the big state in America. Listen to what they say because they freaking mean it.
5: I lived, and most of us have lived through 9 11. We know why uh, customs enforcement was created. So-
2: Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the
3: Rip and Read.
1: You know, I remember as a young boy going with my family in the 54 Ford wood paneling. Old Betsy, we called it, the station wagon The his relatives. We'd go up Pennsylvania Avenue, past Linden Boulevard, East New York. And we would pass the Onion Dome Church of the Russian Orthodox Church. It's still there, Atlantic Avenue. And I'm sure at some point this song was played inside, Song of the Angels. You know, for the last uh, two days, I went to the Russian consulate on 91st Street off of 5th Avenue. And there were dozens and dozens of Russian nationals there mourning the loss of Alexei Navalny, a warrior for freedom against the oppression, the totalitarian dictatorship of Vladimir Putin. And I was amazed uh, at the lack of... Of others Americans actually showing up and all these progressives and socialists and Republicans and conservatives you know many of them will say "Hey, we, we got to support you know the right to be heard freedom of speech I was appalled at the fact that I I felt at times I was the only American there to pay honor to this man who was quoted as saying when good men do nothing evil will triumph who traveled back into the belly of the beast after putin and his agents tried to poison him the first time and was snatched up on the tarmac in moscow he was to have run against putin in the election like putin has his coronation coming up and he was put away for 19 years And then they laughed at his mother when she came to retrieve the body at the gulag that he was housed in near the Arctic Circle. They laughed at her. The propaganda machine is now saying that he died unexpectedly of a blood clot, and we know he was killed, assassinated, executed. And yet some of you are trolling out there like you're agents of Vladimir Putin. For whatever reason, somehow, in your mind, Alexei Navalny... It's the bad guy, right? Yeah, Putin, strong man, hero, tough man. What is wrong with some of you folks out there? You've conflated it with your politics. You do not recognize the bravery of this man. You do not understand the movement that he leads in death that will carry on against all odds. You do not understand the historical ramifications of his sacrifice And yet you troll away and you accuse him of all kinds of nefarious things instead of attacking the demon of all demons, Vladimir Putin. Shame on many of you. Shame on you.